Poppin' everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's right, I will be in every episode as the esteemed co-host of this show, Popcorn Culture. If anything, I feel like this is the least hostiest maybe maybe you've ever been. You think it's the least hostiest I've ever been? Well, it's it's simultaneously the most hostiest, the most host, mm. and host of the most. And the lost host. The lost host, the lost host. The lost Yeah, maybe. Mm. The host that desires toast because coming up soon is your birthday. It is actually, as people listen to this, it will have already been my birthday. It will have already been. So, as people listen I am 33 years old, but as we record, I am not. So this is sort of like a weird way to experience the future from the past in the present. Ex- precisely. Exactly. Is, we really like to explore that idea here here on the pop. What is time? So the, the, what is time? It's a good question. We'll start there eventually. <laughs> so no, I bring it up, though, because there actually was a coup, as I saw on Reddit, for you to become mm. the the one true host. Yeah, I, I maybe caught a, a whiff of wind, a bit of a rebellion on the breeze from the little colonels to try and uh, <laughs> surprise me with a, a hosting opportunity uh, here uh, on uh, my, my birthday, the birthday episode of The Pop. Yes, yes yeah. indeed. And and instead, you still heard my voice. Instead, yeah, it, it does not seem that they were successful. So that, that's why I said I feel like you were. The, it's the time when you were the most and least host. Oh, okay. Because there was there was like an effort. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like I was, uh, I I was on the Discord one day for Super Carlin Brothers, and they were like, "Don't look at the Colonel chat." And I was like, "Okay." Like they're like, "Don't do it for like a week." And like, so obviously anticipating today's recording session. Right. Um. But then on the Reddit, it was like someone had posted something that was like Jay's birthday surprise. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> well, 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 I'm on well, the Reddit. Right. I'm going to check it out. I may okay. as well see what it is. So I was like, oh, this is this could be so exciting. I'm so man. What did the what should I what should I do? Do I need to look up my own coyote facts? Do I need to look up like horse facts or something? Hor- probably. Uh, yeah. Probably. I think that my spirit animal here on the pop is the coyote and yeah. your spirit animal here on the pop is the horse. OK, well, see, this is I will tell you that anticipation of possibly hosting. I was trying to like ha- think of how I could put my own potential spin on a coyote fact. Oh, OK. Well, Indeed. can we hear it? OK, so, yes. Yeah, so. I was like, how, what, what can I do for a coyote fact? And do you remember the movie? I believe it came out in the year 2000, um, Coyote Ugly. I, I do remember that that movie existed. I think to this day, I have not seen it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Well, let me tell you that if you grew up uh, around the 2000s, it had a really, really iconic and pervasive movie poster. Okay. Do you remember it? Uh, no. No. Well, basically, no. it's that the movie is about a bar called um, Coyote Ugly. OK, where I, I knew that much. The gimmick is that all the bartenders are really attractive and they have all these like um, like flirty methods to sell alcohol and they dance on the bar and they do like there's like rehearsals and stuff is this the one is this the movie where somebody like pulls a cord and it like rains that's flash dance oh flash dance okay yes. yeah so, the show. so no so no no that's the um the premise for the movie i guess and the the poster for the movie is i think it's like five or whoever all the bartenders are it's just like a group shot of them like looking up at the camera and they're all like extremely attractive and it was just like oh man yes this movie looks interesting <laughs> sure. to, a, to a young boy yeah right right, right <laughs> like, yeah oh, what is this but to me i never understood at all why the movie was called 
Coyote Ugly. So is your fun fact explaining it? Yes. My fun fact is explaining the title Coyote Ugly of wow, the movie 2000. Wow, what a great fun fact about right? coyotes. Yes. So it actually does have to do with coyotes. Okay, okay. A little bit. So apparently if a coyote gets caught like in a, in a trap, like a bear trap or something. Sure, sure. It will uh, be in enough pain that it will actually gnaw its own limb off. What? Yeah. And just like continue on. Right. That's that's no good. No, but, no. It's, yeah. uh, it reminds me of that movie. Who and I can't remember how many hours it is, but I think James Franco mm. was the guy. And he was it was like he had his arm pinned between a rock yes, and a wall. Right. And he's just there for like 127 hours. Maybe I think that's the right number. Maybe. Maybe. Right. And if he eventually uses his knife to like basically cut his arm free gotcha. to leave and he makes it. So basically, James Franco is a coyote honorary. Gotcha. As, as far as I'm concerned. But continue. OK, so then if you're describing someone as coyote ugly, it is to um, to describe someone they they have to be really, really unattractive, at least as far as the explanation for this goes. OK, to the point where should you have gotten uh, maybe libaceous okay, at yes. a bar? Oh, yep. You know, and through the power of libations and dim lighting and poor choices, you found a partner of the evening. Okay. Only to wake up and discover that you maybe did wouldn't have made that choice when you woke when if you were uh, not libations. I am blown away at how carefully you have crafted this particular scenario. Well, you know, I'm you're trying. doing a, a truly phenomenal job of of not being too like <laughs> crude. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I'm like blown away and very <laughs> impressed. I'm watching you walk the tightrope and you're you are killing it. Look, I looked up they this fact. They should put you over a volcano. I looked up this fact and I couldn't. There was no way around how like what the situation is describing. Sure. So sure. anyway, you wake up the following morning and said partner is on top of like maybe you were like like cuddling them okay. through the night. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yep. and. Now your arm is in that classic position where you are, it is pinned. You've been bear trapped. You've been bear trapped, exactly. (laughs) Oh, dear. this person then would be described as coyote ugly to the point where you would rather lose the limb than risk waking them up. Oh, my gosh. Right. That is the the phrase. Truly terrible. Still, now I haven't seen the movie in a very long time. Okay. But I can tell you that I still don't know exactly how it applies. (laughs) I know that's the origin of the phrase, but none of the women in the, in the, in, bar, in the bar are, are unattractive at all. Okay. And I think they do, they go through and describe that scenario. So I don't know, maybe someone makes a bad decision. At okay. some, it's also the name of the bar they work at in it's the coy- movie. Okay, it's Coyote it's Ugly. Coyote Ugly. But so there you go. There's my, there's my would have been Coyote fun fact for the day. Truly spectacular. Mm, like, I, I mean, because this is, this is the real thing is that through my extensive research into coyotes, yeah. I have found that there is maybe a um, a limited number of extraordinary facts about the uh, <laughs> the creature itself. Impossible, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't mean to, you know, like dog on the coyote. Oh, no, no pun intended. Wow. Um, because you, everybody knows that I that I have a true infatuation with it. But it it's. It's fun for me to have found now other ways to incorporate right. the fun fact. And in this case, how you have found different ways. Exactly. There's other ways to approach the coyote, apparently. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. Do you uh, have a corny joke for us? I sure do. I Great. sure do. Because it has actually been brought to my attention. I received quite a few emails from people who are like, Ben, love you, man. But listen, you got to stop forgetting the corny joke. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's why most people listen, as far as I know. I think that most people, yes, that's that's exactly what it comes down to. They're like, I need to have 
a freshly popped corny joke for me to go and tell my friends. Right. Okay. And and so this one is is less of a corny joke so much as as it is kind of a riddle. But I thought that it was interesting, and you're also good with this type of thing, so you'll probably well, we'll see. <laughs> knock it clean out of the park. But so the the question, rather, instead of the joke, is what five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? What five-letter word becomes shorter when you add um, short? It is short. Right? Yeah. Because that would then be you add the ER. And it would be shorter. It would be shorter. Would be, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. You there nailed you it. Boom. Was anybody else at home? Did everyone else get it? As fast as Jay, because I, I knew this is, I, I really like, I, I was nervous to say yeah. the least about introducing a riddle into the equation because yeah. it's not exactly like a, a, a you know, a, a big belly laugh type of, of riddle, of riddle, <laughs> shorter, <laughs> counting, spelling. You know what? Now it is kind of, yeah. now it is kind of hilarious. It is kind of hilarious. Anyway. So there you go. So there you go. I've heard riddles to that tune before, never with the word shorter, but this is like what gets wetter the more you dry it or something. What gets wetter the more you dry it? A towel. Uh, yeah. Get it. Right. I, I, I sort of get it. Or it's, you dry with it. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call that like only okay. Yeah. That's, that's like a B minus riddle. Right. So I agree. Actually, the, the fun fact that I was going to bring up about coyotes today is that a group of coyotes is called a band of coyotes. A band? A band. They have like a lead singer? Maybe. Like I bet a, they do. Someone on backup guitar? Right. Right. Yeah. The whole the whole mix. Percussion? Yeah. Probably electric triangle. Probably. <laughs> which is which is always my, my favorite go-to uh uh, like odd instrument, you know. It's like what is something? It exists. Does it exist? I you mean, could play it must. The, you could play the electric triangle. I certainly, there is some band somewhere that has used the triangle and needed the sound to come out of the speakers. Surely, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. And at that point, what is it if not an electric triangle? Yes, I love it. Right, that I must exist. I'm going to look it up. But so my my favorite thing about the the band of coyotes has almost nothing to do with the coyotes themselves, but it's more of a segue, as it were, into other uh, groups of animal names because this is like the names that they give for a group of animal animals is always perfect. Yeah, it's like. It, Who, yeah, whose job is it to come up with this? Whose job is it to come up with this? And how are they doing such? An absolutely fantastic job. So once again, uh, weekly dose of name of the wind. Like the the idea is that uh, the like wind is like what we call you know nature's ability to move air. Right. Across it's the common name of wind. The common name of wind. But the idea, at least in the name of the wind, and the way that magic is sort of applied in this world is that there is like the wind itself. If you were to summon it, almost yeah. like the incantation, if you were to have a wand, yeah, the would be like this kind of mysterious, indescribable, exactly correct, pure word for the wind. Right. The, the name of the wind. The name of wind. Yeah. And if right. you know the name of wind, it is yours to command. It is yours to command. And at right. that point, you can use the wind like to to your own purposes. And the right. same would be true for like the name of like fire, the name of stone or other examples. Yeah. yeah. So like and, and these would be all things that you could master. And then like once mastered, you'd have the ability to then use them. And I assume combat. I, I mean, you could just to whatever ends you need to put them. Yeah, however you see fit. Right. However you see fit. Anyway, so the the thing is though is that the gr- these group names are exactly correct. So, like for example, 
a group of rhino rhinosauruses rhinosaurus rhinosaurus right. <laughs> rhinos group of rhinos yeah. called a crash a crash oh that is perfect isn't it perfect it's like yeah you see those rhinos coming they're not gonna just like gently they're not like a gentle of rhinos yeah no of course it's not a crash it's a crash it's they're a crash. not a hit the brakes of rhinos okay okay so cr- cobras group of cobras you ready for this one yeah uh yeah i'm ready a quiver a quiver a quiver because it makes you quiver like if you saw if you saw a group of cobras you'd be like i need to i need to tell me these are not one like two for two exactly perfect they are the only thing about cobra is that my first thought with quiver is like what you hold arrows in yeah and now i'm thinking about like shooting a snake out of a bow and arrow although although i will say there's a really hilarious game you and i have streamed before called totally Totally accurate Accurate Battle battle simulator which is an amazing, amazing, hilarious game if you need something to spend $10 on on Steam right now. Totally recommend it. Totally accurate battle simulator. Not sponsored. Hilarious. It is It is just a funny... It is. Like, this would be the type of thing, type of game, that if you were going to have, like... Like a sleepover with an like with a friend, even even like you know to this day yeah. as a, as a how old am I thirty one as a thirty one year old I know that I am thirty three <laughs> uh, you will you will be thirty three all right but but now when people are hearing it you are at that I point thirty three yeah. okay well done well done yeah. by the way but this would be the type of thing where it would be like you've never played it before you're having your friend sleep over and it's like hey let's download this hilarious game and spend like the next four hours playing it and maybe we'll pop some popcorn and listen to the pop while we do it right you know it's yeah. like you're killing like an entire murder of crows oh with one stone. i see what you did nice yeah. segue yeah thanks 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 yeah you can actually there there is a scarecrow so tabs totally accurate battle simulator is a game where you have all these hilarious looking units and you just set them up in like whatever formation you might want and you just press go and you see if your units will defeat the enemy units and typically the computer has like a pre-programmed formation that you're trying to overcome and this is a little more thought out and you're just sort of throwing whatever at the wall sometimes literally snakes because snake archers is a thing is a thing where which i wonder is like did they just make that up for the sake of the game or did like was that like a strategy at one point to like put a put a snake on your arrow or something and, and they're like, like oh, have fun with this <laughs> right, right right like yeah i don't need to hit you with the arrow because my snake is going to be real po'd when it gets there it's about to be raining snakes <laughs> on your army <laughs> I would I would hate the job of attaching snakes to arrows. Yeah, who does like, that job? It's like it doesn't even seem like it would work. It doesn't cuz yeah, how would it get past? It doesn't seem like it would work. It doesn't seem Anyway, uh, what's yeah. next besides okay. your quiver of cobras? Okay, okay, group of owls. Yeah. A parliament. Oh, a parliament? Yeah. Like they're governmental or maybe, some way? Maybe, maybe. It does seem <laughs> like, like... making nature... Like, we rule the animals. We will uh, be voting on uh, the new laws. They know. do seem just like wise, you know? Well, like they're, the, yeah. they're sitting up there just like making decisions for the forest and such. Right. You know? Being being a part of that parliament. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a, a pandemonium of parrots. A pa- oh my gosh. That is accurate. When we were at Disney World one time, if you're lucky enough in, at Animal Kingdom to stumble upon the like live parrot show it's not the bird show right the bird, the show bird show is like its own like go arrive at a place and time this is like a pop-up show just in the middle right of it's anywhere just, it might just happen somewhere it might just happen and if you see it you'll, you'll notice it because all of the macaws have been gathered to one spot and they're talking about them but 
at the very end, what's really cool is you get as close to the front as you can and get your slow-mo ready on your camera, yes. on your iPhone, yep. and hold it up. Because what they're going to do is send the full pandemonium of parrots straight at you over. And they are like flying and like super dupe. I mean, they're not flying in slow-mo. They're going like crazy. And it does feel like pandemonium. They're going actual speed. But then when you go and you check the footage, you're like, oh my God, I've got the best footage I've ever shot in my life. We'll have to put it in the show notes because you have this exact, this very yeah, footage. And I do. It, and it is like remarkable. I mean, like short of all of the heads of people that happen to be at Disney World with you. Yeah. It's like it's like the best wildlife footage you probably ever shot. Right. You yes, know, it's because like, I'm certainly not going into the wild <laughs> to film animals at this point in my career. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yet. I mean, but I mean, who's, who's to say? Who's to say? You know, um, I, I like to think that all things are possible. Like, I would love it if possible. the day possible. I would love it if the day came where like I had. You know, like that green shirt that photographers wear. It's kind of you're wearing a green shirt right now. I am wearing a green shirt right now. This is more of like almost like a um, like a button down with like some pockets on the front of it, but it's like Mm -hmm. it's like a good fit, you know? Yeah, like it like fits just right. Like a polo shirt. Well, you're talking about my shirt. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about my shirt. I know my shirt. Okay. Shirt. Yeah. I'm talking about the shirt that photographers wear when they go to do like nature photography. Oh, oh, oh. Like like the Jeff Probst shirt. Maybe like the Jeff Probst shirt from Survivor, but like instead of blue, it's green. I think he sometimes wears green. Okay. Well, you know what? For the sake of it, for the sake of it. I think he makes his own shirts. I think he does. I think I've heard that. But anyway, you also probably have, you know, like a leather, a leather, like, necklace with maybe some type of like really cool indigenous like some type of metal crafted symbol attached to it and like maybe a hemp bracelet this is the look you're going for is wildlife photographer this wildlife photographer and then like you're you're like you're going out into like the bush you know to like to like sit and wait for like the rare arctic bobcat to come like walking around the corner and like you're sitting there with like your telescopic lens in what scenario are you sitting in like the bush in the jungle looking for Arctic creatures? <laughs> do you do you mean because Arctic creatures wouldn't belong in the jungle? That is exactly what I mean. Did I say jungle or did you just You said in the bush. In the well, I don't think the bush is exclusively means the jungle. I don't think it means anywhere Arctic things. I think are. it can. I think it can. I think the bush, bush is, is a generic a term for like I'm out in the bush, you know, like out in the uh, out in like the I'm pretty, that seems to me to describe like the outback or like African deserts or like jungle. Those are all wildly different but none locales. Of the, I agree, they're all very different, but they're very not Arctic. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if I'm wearing green, it probably is only <laughs> semi-Arctic anyway, if I'm being honest with you, because yeah. I probably should be wearing more of like a like a slate gray or possibly more of like a like a white. Yeah. You know, to better blend snow. in. Yeah, for the snow to better <laughs> blend in with the environment. But I'm trying to paint you the picture of this person that I've like imagined myself to be. Yeah. It um, sounds like you're describing how our dad often dresses on like fishing uh trips maybe maybe yeah. i th- i think that there's i think that uh in the in the movie marley and me right owen wilson has like a best friend who is like a reporter and mm. he he dresses very much with this aesthetic i, I think his name is sebastian in the I movie see. yeah 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 so this is this is sort of who I like i like this is that's the character that i'm being right but also i'm really good at photography in this the scenario okay and i just i, I mean this is like it's like a dream of mine to like do that, even though I don't want to be a wildlife photographer, but like I need that day to happen in my life. You need so, but you're going like on an African safari, like a chartered African safari at some point in the future. At some point in the future. I right. did. I did. Like, in fact, uh, 
almost accidentally win slash purchase in a silent auction event. Yeah. A uh, a trip to Africa. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. So there's that. But uh, you would have already gone had it not been for the pandemic. Is that right? No, I would I would be going oh. in about a month. Oh, wow. If okay. not for the pandemic. But uh, I think instead it'll be about a year and a month okay, before, so before we go. I'm just going to shift gears here only a little because this remarkably ties in really well with um, winning things and local stuff and animals and, and photography and photography okay so we we mentioned a couple of pops ago that we were trying to pull some shenanigans with the roanoke magazine yep and yep. get the little pops we posted a video on the vlog trying to get um people to vote for your dog indy to win top dog in roanoke top dog top dog was that d-a-w-g now yeah d-a-w top dog top dog top dog in roanoke uh, for the Roanoke magazine, and uh, we were successful, were we not? We were successful. We won. We sure did. We win. did it. We did it. Oh my goodness gracious! It was. It was. I like. I got the email. Uh, did I tell the story about how I got the email? Where think, they, like, give the people a refresher. A refresher, in, ca- in case you missed out on it. So basically, yeah. the 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 long and the short of it was that I had submitted Indy for the contest, and Indy on her own gorgeous dog merits made it into like the the top 25 finalists or whatever so that was something i had no influence over that was like the editors of the magazine had to choose people or dogs to then be voted on right there was like a pre-selection committee and then they opened up the vote to the public exactly so so indy made it past the first the first hurdle Entirely on her own. But then, you know, they're like, hey, you know, share this with your friends, family, get them to, you know, vote for your dog to win like top dog in Roanoke. And I I was like, you know, hold on, let me crack my knuckles real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and no, it was just like, you know, we shared it to uh, your Instagram story, my Instagram story, which, you know, both have substantial. They're not even like huge Instagram followings in the scheme of, you know, social media. Right. Influencer type people whatever but it was enough for the roanoke magazine you know for for indy to to in fact win to or win to, or to start gathering votes and then of course the the first thing that happened was i got an email from the roanoke magazine being like eh, question mark how did indy get so many votes so fast it seems unlikely and so i actually did i took like screenshots yeah. of the stories themselves right and sent them back to them and i was like that you can see here clearly like how many people saw it and how many people clicked through on the link and hopefully then voted. Yeah. So I was like, it's legit, at least I think. I mean, the, it's it's legit according to their rules. It might circumvent the spirit of the contest, I suppose, in some ways. Of- well, okay, so I've thought about this a lot because there's a part of me that was like, did I just... Did I just like, you know, abuse some kind of like power that like, I don't know, whatever. And on some level, I think the there's a part of me that will hold yes in my mind. But there's also the part of me that's like one Indy actually is an absolutely gorgeous dog. Fact. I do stand Factual. by that. And that's not just like owner bias. That's like, you know, I, I think can be backed up. Yeah. She's she's an Australian shepherd. She's got like the one half brown blue eye. The other one's a blue eye. She's very pretty. But also I feel like what anybody would do in that situation is immediately go to their Facebook page or exactly what I did, the Instagram and just be like, Hey, my dog was nominated for this thing. If you wouldn't mind going and voting, I would super appreciate it. Exactly. And all of your friends and families and aunts and uncles and, you know, everybody would probably be like, Oh yeah, I've got your back, you know, boom. And so that's just what I did. That's yeah. I don't think, I don't think you've done anything wrong at all. Um, you just happen to have 
a really big audience to pull from. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So there's that. <laughs> so anyway, but so Indy wins and yesterday was her photo shoot. And when I get there, the thing was, is like I really did not know much about it. The whole thing was very much a whirlwind. It was like, hey, you won. Are you available like two days from now for a photo shoot? Mm. The weather's supposed to be good. <laughs> The weather was not good. It snowed. Yeah. Like we was, don't have many snowstorms in Roanoke that are like noteworthy, but yeah. like this was I would say this was up there. It was like six or seven inches, which is certainly a lot for Roanoke at the very least. For where we live. Yeah. yeah. So we get out there and what the what the photographer informs me is that we are shooting for a summer, spring summer edition of the Roanoke magazine, which means they really wanted the photos to have like a spring summery feel to them. Right. But there's snow on the ground, but there's literally snow on the ground. Yeah. So like we're out there like taking these photos, trying to like make them like as colorful as possible. At one point in time, Indy is literally on like a towel underneath, like a multicolored umbrella, like 12 feet from snow. I mean, basically under the towel is mud. And the only reason there wasn't snow there is because we were under a bridge. Wow. Like, you know, the whole thing was very much like it's like, well, this this is like where photography can be so very misleading. Yeah. Depending on like, you know, how you set it up and what you're going for and, and how it's all edited together and everything. So I got out there and the entire process, like I'm just standing in the frigid cold as like air is whipping past me and Indy is being just the, the best, sweetest little pup there ever was sitting there. But I don't know that the photographer was specifically like an animal photographer. And I think that he sort of was operating under the assumption that like, you know, in the same way that if you were going to go pose for a shot, you would go sit on the towel and, you know, they would adjust the lights, do whatever, take a couple photos, right. adjust the lights some more, whatever. And you don't have to go anywhere. But Indy, of course, is like out in the middle of a park with people like walking by with their dogs. And I'm like, Indy, stay. Like, yeah. Please like, don't go chase these yeah. other dogs. Don't go jump in the river. It'll be freezing. Like right. there's all this stimul- like, you know, stuff happening in the nearby space. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm like standing there like, Indy, please stay, please stay, please stay. Miraculously, she does. Wow. I was I was so proud of her. She was, yeah, such a such a great dog. Top dog? Top dog. Right. Top dog. I was like, I mean, if you needed any further convincing, I mean, look no further than how well she sat on that towel. Br- brilliant. Let me just say before we continue on this story on the pronunciation of dog, D-A-W-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it, also in our hometown here is a, uh, a local hockey team. Yeah. The uh, rail yard dogs. Dogs. Dogs, I suppose. I, now is how we're pronouncing it. So as it were, we had hockey here growing up. We had a local team called the Roanoke Express, like named after trains, because it's a train town, and every everything in Ro- everything in Roanoke is named after one of four things. It is either trains, the star, the Blue Ridge Mountains, or salt. Horse <laughs> or salt. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Salt as in, uh, I guess the, the nickname for the town used to be Big Lick, and people love to use that in anything ever big lick whatever yep yep yeah. like big lick barbecue festival yeah. big lick comic-con yep yeah so yep. those are the four things that you're allowed to name things in roanoke apparently apparently yeah until we open carlin brothers everything <laughs> I, okay if in case you guys if you guys want to know the full extent to which ideas i throw at jay for like random businesses that yeah. we could get into i think this week was literally a tow truck business yeah like a wrecker That's service where we're at like you know where you have like a really nice truck that like rolls up if like a car's gone off the side of the road or something you know and it's just like carlin brothers towing <laughs> he was not even remotely interested I in this not. idea no. i can't i can't believe it <laughs> i was like what a great idea right like people always need this 
We could yeah. have such a great truck. Mm-hmm. We could wrap it with cool colors. I mean, it'd be, it'd be neat looking. So anyway, that was this week's try. Yeah, tow trucks. Tow right. trucks. Back to the drawing board on that one, I think. Well, we'll see. see. Anyway, speaking of the drawing board, Roanoke was getting a new like local minor league ice hockey team yes. or whatever. Yep. Um, they were going to be playing at the of like uh, the the venue that I worked at. Okay. And so there was this like opportunity in the air to, you know, help with the the creation of the team of like the logo of like the the name. That was the so big one. You were like in the room cuz this this is like one of those things and we've talked about it like with the Washington football team before. Right. Like where the selection of the mascot goes on to be like a really significant portion of any team's legacy. Yeah. And so you kind of got to be involved like one of the people in the room. Oh, yeah. So it was it was this like it really felt like oh man, this is like a like if I, I it is possible that I could come up with the thing that the team is named after. Yes. Like it felt like that's on the table. Like I was, you know, we there were there were meetings with like all the different you know different big people around the valley who were like, you know, considered influential by my boss, I guess. <laughs> sure, sure. To come uh like weigh in on what what they thought it would be or what what would be a good, what's their idea or whatever, you know, that we're, you're a real you know, uh, someone who has their finger on the pulse of Roanoke, what should we call it sort of thing. And so it felt like, and I was like, I was in the room cause I worked there. So yeah. it was like, Oh man, Excellent. Could, e- it, easy it was, in. it was, it was like very exciting to think maybe I could, maybe I could be the one, right? Like I already sort of knew, like I'm sort of on the way out. Cause this was right when super Carla brothers was really talking about, I was like, this would be a really fun thing. To be able to tell people, this would be my conversation starter forever. Right, right, right. Uh, I'd be like, like hey, I named them. Oh yeah, you what? I came up with. Did you know I came up with the name for it? Okay, here's you know. the thing though. Let, let me interrupt you right there because mascot names are like the hardest thing ever to make cool. Yeah. Like I feel like if you were to go to every high school in the United States, like I would be willing to bet that almost certainly most of the mascots are recycled somehow. You're yeah. gonna have like. You know, the Knights, the Hornets, the Titans. Yeah. There's just so many high schools and you just got to choose something and go with it. Yeah. you got. I mean, you, know? you, you have to choose something. But like, right. the, it seems like for the most part, teams have just sort of like landed on. Ah, this is our thing. Yeah. We're advanced bees. <laughs> yeah. It's like the school picked a thing. We're going with it. There's your colors. All right. Have fun, kids. Go. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. Maybe there was more to it. I don't know. Cave Spring. Go Knights. Whatever. Go Knights. Yeah. But actually, that is yeah. one of the interesting things about Virginia Tech Hokies is that like no one else. Is the Hokies. No one else is the Hokies. Let yeah. me tell you so, that. There we go. There we go. It's a yeah. made up word. So anyway, it turns out it turns out that as much as it felt like maybe the possibility of naming it like being included in that conversation on the table was like there, like not really, because really, and this is merely my interpretation, but it felt to me like the whole thing, like the whole pomp and circumstance of gathering people together to try and like committee the name together yeah. was all just exactly that, just a charade just, just for show to say, look at all the things we did. Look, we went through the steps, but you know who's making this call? Me. My me Jonathan's boss. <laughs> oh, got you, got you, got you. Okay, <laughs> like that's who's gonna come up with the name, and that's exactly what happened. So okay, anyway. Okay. So at the end of the day, there was the person who was like, "I'm gonna ask everybody their opinion, but I'm the one who gets to choose." That's exactly what it was. Okay, more or less, okay. more or less. That's that's that was my interpretation of how the, all the proceedings went down, mostly because that felt like how 
all the proceedings went down with most things in that building. Okay, got like, it. Got let it, got me it. go through that. Let me go through it in case anyone says I can be like, look, we did the thing actually my way. I, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, the did name, that ever frustrate you? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was sure. hard to have to do something someone else's way. What? It was hard to have to do something else someone else's way. It was not. No. It, what was frustrating was that it was as if you had input. Oh, I see. If it was I just see. like, this is the way we're doing it, it'd be like, okay. But it was like, oh yeah, please tell me all your ideas. What about all the ways? Those good. That's good. Like that. Instead, this. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Right. I okay. see what you're trying to do. And I don't think it's a, a parallel situation at all. So oh. you can just put that grin away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jay loves, Jay loves for all things I ever compare to be false equivalencies. They often are. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't like that because it doesn't work out in your favor. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's anyway. Go ahead. How my, did you name? I didn't. I, I did at least get one little, one little victory in the naming of the team. So the name of the team is the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. So okay. it, it, of course, put it with the trains again. We're with the trains. One with the trains. But but like dogs is a little bit different. Dogs is a little bit different. So the initial suggested spelling was D A W G Z. The like the dogs. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dogs. And so when I managed to suggest a way and I feel I feel pretty happy about this was the Z. I was I I was pushing for just D O G S. Okay. For just straight regular spelling of dogs. Didn't get, you know, I aimed I aimed big. I got half. We okay. got to D A W G S. This is this is a classic shoot for the stars. Maybe you'll hit the moon. Exactly. So if you if you're in Roanoke and you see the rail yard dogs, just know that it was almost a Z at the end, and I saved you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome, city of Roanoke. Incredibly noble of you. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I couldn't. I couldn't have lived with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Like, would that have been? Would that have been like the moment where you would have been like, I, like I'm, I'm kind of like one foot out the door already. But like, if it was a Z, I would have been two feet out the door. I mean, I, I, like I've had enough. It would. It would have just been like I. I was every time I saw the logo, every time I saw it on the side of the building, I would have been like, I could have done more. I could have done I more. I could have I was I was on my way out, but I I had a responsibility to the people of the city and I I failed them. I failed I them. I failed them. I let that Z exist. <laughs> you failed the city. Like I need I need yeah. So Oliver there you go. Queen that, come knocking. <laughs> that's right. You have failed the city. That was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could you could totally be a nighttime vigilante. Oh man, yeah, shooting shooting snakes out of your bow and arrow. <laughs> That's right. Got my quiver of snakes, my cobras, my, my, my cobras. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Speaking of, you want yeah. to hear the next uh, animal <clears throat> group name? Oh, bring it on. Okay, because this one might be my favorite. A group of jellyfish is called a smack. A smack? A smack. A smack of jellyfish? I'm not sure. That might be the first <clears throat> one I'm not sure is accurate. Oh my gosh, I don't know what it is about it, but like jelly and smack just feel like they go together. Like they, like you get like, like a smack of jelly? A smack. Like, like on yeah. your PB and jelly? A, P- a PB and jelly. I'll yeah. I need a little smack of it smack on there. Smack some jelly on this peanut butter right here. I'm about I, to have a swamage. For some, <laughs> For some reason, I feel like it's exactly right. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. A smack of okay. jellyfish. I immediately have an alternate... Okay. No, I think this. Okay, I have an alternate suggestion for jellyfish. Really? Yeah. Is it better than smack? I think so. Of course. Okay. Ready? It's a current of jellyfish. Ooh. Okay. I will hand it to you. A current of jellyfish is not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. Right? It's not bad. Okay. Because can... because they travel on currents, but also you get zapped. 
Oh, it's a a, twofer. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. A current of jellyfish. That's pretty good. Okay. So fun, fun story about jellyfish and you is that one time when we were kids, you were in the ocean and Mm. you got stung by a jellyfish. I recall. Which made me just terrified to go into the ocean, by the way. But I remember you... I don't remember. I wasn't in the ocean when it happened. I remembered you coming out of the ocean and you had your arm like behind your back in this kind of like almost human pretzel type of way. Right. Where it was it was sort of like like as if you were trying to hide your arm from somebody by like literally putting it that far behind your back. And I was like, he got bit by a shark. Uh, like oh. that's what I thought happened. Like that I was missing an arm. That I, I thought you were missing an arm. I wasn't. Yeah, no. That I was. Been I was like way worse. I was like, what an odd way to walk. Like, like I don't understand how. Because you, did you get stung in the back or in the arm? I got stung in two places. Okay, actually, one spot was the arm, and what I was doing as I was running was trying to apply pressure to the spot because <laughs> wow, because I'm that's impressive. Well, it was pure instinct because the pain was so severe was it and so yes i mean like so sudden and of course yeah you're in the ocean you don't see it happen at all it's just all of a sudden you are in like burning pain and it's in two spots on your body and all you need to know is i got to get in i gotta get out i got who this hurts ouch 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 yep gotta get inside that's so you saw me probably if I was probably running really fast. You were it, running really it, as fast. As well as my arms in such a weird position would allow for. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You yeah. were you were I mean, booking it also nothing harder than running through sand. Yeah, right. It's like it's not the type of thing that you can do with with extreme haste. Yeah. Um but no, it's so funny though, because I feel like that very incident, which happened like you were probably eight. Yeah. I mean, this was like we were super young still, but it it instilled such a fear into me of jellyfish that I remember all the way up until I was like 23. I was on a trip with a group of guys that I was doing like aquarium stuff with out of the, out of like Miami area, Florida. And I had been doing like an internship with them. And like one of the big things we were going to get to go do was go like snorkeling off of their boat and like kind of like deep sea fishing type stuff. And so I remember getting out there and as is so often the case, like I I'm all about this idea of like living in the moment, but like for whatever reason, I feel like whenever I am in like a really great situation to just be having like so much fun. Yeah. There's always something that is like completely and utterly distracting me from just like enjoying the thing. Okay. I actually thought about this yesterday because during Indy's photo shoot, I was like, this is so cool. Like this is something that like I was able to like sort of make happen through like this kind of like fun crowd group, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like thing. And it worked. And now we're out here and we're doing like a professional photo shoot. And like, how cool is that? And I was, I was so, so outstandingly cold that it was like all, I I could not wait for it to be over. That is so disappointing. It feels like you got robbed of like this, like quite, I mean, literal moment in the sun. Right. Right. You know, it's like, like, you know, I mean, I know you had like a significant advantage in this situation, but had any just other, had anyone won? 
whoever wins this, it, it would be very exciting. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go out and have a photo shoot with my dog. They're going to be in a magazine. This is so cool. Like who goes and has a professional photo shoot with their dog? Right. You know, right. I mean, I'm sure people do. No, but, I mean, absolutely. You know, but yeah. This is for free. This is to celebrate a thing and like how great your dog, like it's supposed to be really fun and maybe even just like a little bit glamour, like a chance to like feel like, look at me, I feel like a little important Exactly. Today. Yeah. It was yeah. like, like literally there's this part of me that's like, I have like an award winning dog. Like how cool yeah. is that? Like, and I mean, not to say that like it's anything super unbelievable or anything like that, but I mean, short of if you literally own your dogs for the purposes of having them compete in like agility courses or like some type of trained behavior or showing them like how often do you just have like your family pet become an award winning dog? Yeah. And I was like freezing to death. Right. Yeah. Like the, 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 I mean, to go do a photo shoot, it sounds like really fun. And yeah, it sounds like it was, it was quite miserable. It was, it was pretty miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, we were standing underneath a bridge next to a river. The wind is like whipping past us. The like snow drip from the bridge above is literally just dripping on us. It seems like you almost went out of your way to be in the coldest situation possible. Yes. It's just like, cause it was already cold outside so there's no avoiding that but then if it was like cold next to a river that's worse even if it was cold under a bridge that's worse yeah but you had somehow all three all three wow i know know. it was just it was just one of those moments but and i feel like this happens though so often and frequently with you like you've been there for a fair few of these yeah but i remember i was like out and i'm like on this boat and it's kind of this like spectacular moment where the guy i was working for like owned his own boat you know so like we're you're not even like like a chartered thing where you're having to like follow you know like safety guidelines or whatever of like the the greater i don't know yeah ships rules like it was sort of like you could do really anything you wanted to and it was really fun uh but i remember getting in the water and at this point in time i was still like i I don't even know that i was like terrified of jellyfish or anything like that but i remember getting in the water and there were just basic moon jellyfish which are like the kind of like really clear soft small they don't sting you jellyfish. Okay. And they were just everywhere. Right. And I remember getting in the water and in like, instead of like just having so much fun and like diving down to the bottom and like checking out all these like really bright corals and like doing all this stuff. Cause the place we were was gorgeous. I was like petrified of running into one of these jellyfish right. and getting stung and having like the rest of my day ruined. Right. And so like, I remember the whole time I was like in the water and it was like, I don't want to be in the water. I don't want to be in the water. It's like, I need, I need to get out of the water because I'm going to get stung by these jellyfish and it's going to ruin everything for me. And like, none of these people can seem concerned about it, but like maybe they're just more comfortable with it. Like, right. Like they I just know. know how to dodge. Like, yeah, it seems interesting to me that no one would have said, don't worry. These jellyfish can't sting you. Like, don't worry. They're harmless. Yeah, that wasn't exactly the the going mentality of the people there. It was kind of like, we're going to do things exactly how we do them and just assume that you'll be able to keep up. So right. that was and that was fine. You know, and for the most part, I, I did fine. Uh, I was able to, to sort of run with it. But th- I remember that specific moment because I was like, oh, these jellyfish, they're like really like making me nervous. I'm like, I'm super hesitant to like do anything because I don't want to be like, you know, that guy who's like, we, we need to go back to land because I'm in like extreme pain. Right. Or something so all things considered in the end looking back on it i should have just enjoyed myself and it would have been no big deal right but so i remember that happened i think there's there's two other big examples of this okay um go on so one of them was we were uh we were working with google arts and culture and do you remember this they were doing like i think at the time yes google arts and culture was super viral because there was this uh face thing where you could like literally figure out like which 
famous oil painting you like look like or resemble. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And so it was this like big meme and like everybody was posting theirs and stuff. And at the same time, we were we were like invited by Google Arts and Culture to London to go and get like a behind the scenes tour of like the Harry Potter exhibit that they had going on, which was like the Yeah, the History of Magic exhibit at the like British Library. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we were gonna get to like meet the curator of the exhibit and we were doing like a uh like a video specifically for like Pottermore. Right. Yeah. So we ended up like on the homepage of the Pottermore website, which was just you know, like kind of like one of those childhood dreams come true. It was like, wow, it's like no way. How cool. But I remember the day before we go and do everything like we had, we had just been getting into uh, like a weightlifting program Yeah. Uh, with our, with our trainer, Gabriel. <gasps> right. And so I had like been doing like squats and all this stuff. And so like my legs are just like paralyzed sore, but then we get on a plane to London, which is like, you know, a long, I don't know, seven hour flight. My legs mean like during that time, just like lock up. Right. Like no, no good. No good. So like we're doing this huge walking tour of London and like literally seeing like all these like amazing sights and like scenes from the Harry Potter movies. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like how cool. And I remember at one point in time, they're just like wanting to like B roll. They're like, okay, let's jump off of like this, these steps like in front of a fountain. Yeah. Onto the ground. And I remember I'm like, okay, like, you know, no big deal. Like we can, you know, we can jump. Yeah. Um, and so like, we kind of like this fun, like jump in the air, like slow motion shot. Yeah. And I land and like pain radiates through my legs. Like I can feel the color drain out of my face. Like I have just Charlie horsed both legs. Right. Like I like, can't move. Can't move like in an extreme <clears throat> way. And so I'm like, I'm like, the, the person who's like walking us around, I was like, I need to go sit down somewhere. Like yeah. I am not okay. And I, I'm so frustrated too. Cause it's like, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon for us to be able to go out and like run five miles or something like right. no big deal, like physically capable enough to go walk around and do a walking tour of the city. Yeah. And I've just like annihilated my legs to where I almost can't walk across the street. Right. Yeah. Agonizing pain. Yeah. Agonizing pain. So anyway, that was that was another one of those prime examples. It seems to happen to you on travel when we travel. A lot. I know, All of these are on I, I don't think what is going on. Do you have like travel anxiety that like manifests itself in leg pain or something? In, in leg pain. Maybe. 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 Cause I'm thinking of two other examples where you, well maybe, okay. One wasn't leg pain. One was, one was like a migraine or a oh, stomach yes. flu okay. or something. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. I forget when, when did we see Aladdin? What were we doing then? I think those trips may have been one and the same. No, 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 they weren't. They weren't. I think we were working with Google again. We were working with Google again. Yeah. So that was like, uh, very early on in our super Carlin brothers days as like, we started having, um, like some success and we had like people from Google who were reaching out wanting us to go and mostly I think just like do talks and try to better explain like what it is that is like working about like influencers. Cause yeah. I, I feel like big executives didn't quite get it because it was yeah. sort of like, how are these people with, you know, iPhone cameras in their bedrooms getting millions of hits with no advertising budget, just pure virality right. of their own accord while like we're putting tons of money into like advertising and commercials and trying to create original content and stuff that we can't get anybody to pay attention to. Like what, what is going on? So we were up in New York city for a Google event doing exactly that. And we were talking to some executives from a company and you and I went to see, and it's the same thing. Uh, but like, you know, I was just like, my legs were immensely sore and we go like, we're, you know, we're in New York city and we're like, okay, like we're, flown out here like yeah. let's go do the city gotta, up 
So you got a free night. Right. And the whole thing, I mean, I think if we were there on a Thursday, we found out about the trip on like Monday afternoon or something. It right. was like very, very fast. Right. So we couldn't have like planned uh, like a entertainment itinerary. So we were like, let's see if we can get tickets to Aladdin, the Broadway show. Yeah. So we do on like the ticket master something, I don't know, like a booth window, yeah, some service, but we're in like these sort of like nosebleed seats and it's all like very tucked in together. Yeah. You're in one of those like really old New York city theaters. Yes. And it's just like, yeah, the seats aren't great, but the show's cool. The show's super cool. Right. And so like, I remember we're like, we're, we're sitting there and we're like taking it in and I'm like, you know, I'm so excited. This is gonna be really fun. I love Aladdin. Uh, I've never seen it before. So, you know, it's like, it's gonna be super fun. And like, as I'm sitting there, my like from where again, I'm sore from like you know, weightlifting, my knee starts like locking up, like the same thing. Like where it was just, it's like an agonizing pain. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I can't stand up because the people behind me are like, I mean, you know, their knees are like three and a half inches away from my back. Right. You know, like, so if I stand up, I'm going to just be blocking their view straight up. I mean, granted, there were probably only like three people behind us. But, yeah. yeah. Um, we were pretty far back there. We, we were pretty far back there. But I mean, it was like, it was so bad that it was like every single time the curtain dropped and the room went dark, I would stand up and stretch my knee for as long as I could before it came back. Right. And it was just like, I need the show to end immediately. Right. Like, couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it. Couldn't take a single, single bit of it in. Mm. I was just like, I, I'm ah, oh, I'm I'm hurting. I'm hurting. So again, finally got through that. It was, I you know, now I'm gonna have to go back and see Aladdin again. I guess so. Who knows what happened in the second act? I know. I know. No idea. Yeah. No idea. Yep. Um. So there. And then the other time that this happened to me was once again in New York City, yeah. and this was like one of the most remarkable experiences that we had. Oh like yeah. Having done having doing what we do one of the the cooler opportunities we've we've been given which was flying up to New York City to have like a press day for the crimes of Grindelwald yeah, uh, we were going to get to like, yeah, preview uh, a new trailer that was going to drop and had some like big reveals in it yeah. that we had correctly predicted on the channel already, yeah. which was pretty cool. We got to see The Cursed Child. Uh, that was really awesome. Yep. Um, and we got to we got to meet like a bunch of the actors and actresses in yeah. the movie from the movie. So like, yeah, again, like we're kind of going through this like unbelievable day that like Warner Brothers has like put together for you where you're like going from from like place to place and like we got to go and screen the new trailer with like with the actors who were like sitting I mean again like the seats in front of us yeah you know I mean like you you know they were right there which was it was just really neat you know you're having this like kind of moment yeah and you, but you go through the whole day and there's like you know there's like all these checkpoints you have to go to you know you watch the trailer then you then you talk to some of the actors then you went to like the wardrobe thing and you talk to the people who did the wardrobe and then you get to see the wands for the movie and then you know whatever like you get to the whole thing and at the very end of the day it's sort of just like they have this like speakeasy sort of setup going on like yep. themed with the movie where it's like okay everyone's doing all done with their stories or whatever social media you had to do we're gonna bring in sort of the cast there's like 50 influencer people here and everyone just gets to mingle for like an hour we got drinks and people are circling with food and what happened to you? Well, I, that's the thing. Yeah. So I, I'm like slowly throughout the day. I have this like migraine that is just like, like that is slowly like settling in on me. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I remember it really got bad when we went and did the wardrobe thing. So like you're in this, like, again, it was like a third floor walk up and it was this like really like swanky New York city apartment that had like, you know, literally the actual outfits that they wore in the movies, like on mannequins, 
right in front of you and you're talking to like the head costumer for the movie. Right. Who is like a big deal. Right. Like she's, she's like very well known. At one point in time, I like literally stepped backwards and like bumped into Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God. Oh, hey. Whoa. It's I, yeah. You. I was, I, you know, like, and of course I'm like, oh my gosh, who did that? Just, oh my God. Like, right. you know. <laughs> Yours are we Kravitz, which I did not say I panicked, but we did get to have like a five minute conversation with, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, I'm going to totally blank. Allison Sudol and, and Tina and Tina, <laughs> who, who, uh, Waters, Waterston, uh, Catherine Waterston. Yeah. Ka- yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Allison Sudol and Catherine Waterston. We got to talk to them for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And they were like, you know, they were like, well, like, so what do you guys do? And we were like telling them about the theories and stuff. They were like. Well, I think I mean, maybe they're just really good yeah. actors, but yeah. that is their job. It is their job. <laughs> but they seemed so engaged, you yeah. know, like they were like really genuinely th- th- again. They seemed really genuinely interested and it was like fun to like pitch them our theories. And they like nodded along and it was I don't know. It was just really cool. But this third floor walk up is like scorching hot. Like mm-hmm. and, I, and so like having this like migraine settle in sort of have like almost like the feverish feeling going on. So I'm like, I've kind of got that simultaneous like cold sweat shivers like whatever going on i'm just like i'm not good i'm not good so we finally make it to the speakeasy and i'm talking to dan fogler and like this is one of these moments where like at this point in time you're i mean as close as humanly possible to just being like peers with these people right like everyone's just walking around like yeah you know no it's you're not like they're not being like put up on a stage and like sitting in chairs with microphones and like answering like raised hands questions or something. It's like, you can just go talk to them. Right. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is like one of these moments, like in time, like where we're like, we could like make a genuine, like forge a great friendship with this person. And I remember talking to Dan Fogler and normally not to like pat myself on the back too much. I think I'm okay in situations like this. Like, no, this is, this is why you're like my, my secret weapon in situations like this, like in regular life, this is like uh, almost a problem. Sometimes we say I often describe say that Ben has like a quality about him because people like to talk to you, and we'll get what happens in like regular life is we'll just get like stuck talking to someone, and you'll be like, okay, and we're gonna wrap it up, and they'll be like, but but well, your bet I needed to bet that guy wants I should tell Ben more things. Let me <laughs> tell you more things, Ben. I'm like. Oh my gosh! Here we go. This is such a pain. Right. But whatever. But so here, here we're in the situation. And like I am like terrible conversationalist, um, I, or I don't know. I I never think I'm very good in these situations. I'm like, it's no, okay. I would, I would not go so far as to say you're terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I'm like, but. it's okay. We got Ben here. But Ben, this is it's finally. This is gonna be great. Yeah, we're gonna crush it. And, and it does not go that way. Go that way. <laughs> I'm like I'm like reaching like breaking point where I'm just like, I mean. It's like the jellyfish thing all over again. It's like, I'm like, I'm going to be sick. Right. Like in this room. And it was like, I don't know when it's going to hit me. It feels like it's going to be soon. And like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> and like, I don't want these people to remember me as like that guy that like couldn't hold it together. Right. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, it felt like that's very close to where this whole situation was going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to leave. I have to leave. Like I, I, I will be so permanently embarrassed Mm. and so it's like we're like 15 minutes into like this unbelievable opportunity i'm like jay i have to leave man yeah we have to go we left we we left (laughs) we left it's like the it is so painstaking to me Mm -hmm. i think oh i i think and again 
Like we've, we've had some cool opportunities. I think the only thing that saved me from this being like a pit in my stomach that never went away was that literally the very next week we went to Disney to hmm. work with Disney on a project. That was a really good couple of weeks there, didn't we? It was a really good couple hmm. of weeks. And that saved me from just forever regret. <laughs> we saved it. We saved it. Sort of. Yeah. Sort even of. so. We got to be inside of Toy Story Land at Disney at five in the morning. Oh, with no one else in the park. With no one else that in the park. That was really cool. We got to meet Buzz and Woody. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. Buzz and Woody? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have Jesse there too? Maybe, maybe Jesse was there. It's possible. It's possible. Another, you know, like outstanding opportunity where at this time I was good. Ready to go. I was good. Bravo. I didn't, I was not, I didn't have a migraine. My legs weren't destroyed. Do you know, do you know what got us on this particular trip though? Was rather than the cold was the extreme heat the, the ex- next day. Like no yes. one's like, <clears throat> th- I mean, this got everybody, but it was like, yeah, just, I mean, just regular summer day in Florida, right. I guess felt extra hot, but we're trying to like, you know, deliver lines and talk about the park and stuff. And every time you step into the sun, like all Everything about you is becoming sweatier all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, and it was really, I always think about this. Like when I was a kid, I used to play like the, the game FIFA a lot, yeah. like where you would like play soccer and, or, or football, <laughs> depending on where you are in the world. Um, and one of the things was like when you played that game is if you held the turbo button down, you'd run fast. Right. But if you always held it down, like your little like guy on the screen would eventually like lose the ability to like hold it down for as long. Right. And I felt like, Every single time we stepped out into that sun, it was like my turbo button was just being like dragged down. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, it is so hot that like <laughs> it was miserable. Yeah. Fortunately, I think we did. We did okay. We I got, think we did good. I yeah. mean, if you want to go back, you can see on our channel, all of our Disney World videos that yeah. we made that week. We made three videos that week. So that was cool. We did. That was yeah. really cool. That was really cool. We got to see like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. It was cool. Although man, that this was one of the big disappointments from that trip is that on our way down, we were going to do one about like oh, Cinderella yeah. castle. Yes. And like all the secrets of Cinderella castle. Like that was the thing. Cause there's lots of Cinderella stuff in the magic kingdom and there enough to at least make a video about just like all the cool fun facts. And the one really, really cool thing is that inside the castle, there is a room you can stay at. Yes. But I say when I say you can stay at, I don't mean you, dear <laughs> listener. You cannot stay at it. Neither can we. <laughs> Neither can we. And when I say you, I mean people have stayed in it. But the only way people are allowed to stay in it is by winning a pretty uncommon sweepstakes. Yes. Like, you have to win your way in. So... It's yeah, it's it's not common that that people are in there and right. If they are, it was by like an enormous amount of luck. Yes. So it's not even yeah, it's not even just that staying there. You can't even go in. Right. And so this is what we were told. Like we sort of knew this about the room going in like, oh my god, no one ever gets no one no, no one ever gets, gets to go, go in. Yeah. And we were like, for the sake of this video, we're going to get to go inside the Cinderella suite. Right. And like, they, like we they will told have been us in there. We'll have been in like I don't want to I don't even need to stay here. I just want to have been in the room. Yes. Like breathing that rare air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and exactly. we get down there and it's like we like they told us we could do it. Yeah, it was like it was like literally on the the creative call that we had with them like five days prior to the trip. Yeah, it was like all right, we got you guys scheduled for you know like Thursday we're gonna go do the Cinderella thing and then Friday we're gonna be in Toy Story Land and then Saturday I know like oh. whatever. And it's like the whole the whole trip was super exciting, but the idea that we we're going to go into the suite was like this. I was the most excited, and like the day before, they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that." I was like, "What?" 
Right. No. Yeah. No. Oh, this is so frustrating. This was one of the things, though. So I don't even know if it was the day. I think it may have been like the hour before we were going into like our briefing meeting for like the whole trip to like go over the itinerary. Yeah. They're like, okay, so we have some bad news. And then there was this thing that I feel like happened that there was like almost a. But you guys are creative. Come up with something else. And it was like this, like, that's not quite how this particular thing works. <laughs> right. Like uh, it's, I, I feel like creativity as much as a, you, you might have a knack for it, yeah. but it's not necessarily like specifically a talent. Sure. Like it's not like you could just be creative on the spot. It, and it's just one of those, like we don't know every single thing about the parks or anything. It's like, we sure. don't know what's possible or necessarily what they're looking for. And like, we had a good idea. Right, right, right. <laughs> we were so close. We were so, close. so we didn't, they, they did at the very least open the door to the elevator, to the suite. Right. For us. Which was pretty which cool. Is, I mean, I guess that was cool. So and they supplied us with footage from inside the suite, but we didn't get to go in. We did. <laughs> was, I'm so, I'm still, so salty about it, but still, I want to, I want to get in there. I know, I know, I know. We have I to find a way. Go. We have to find a way. Yep, yep, yep. No, and it'll come. It'll come eventually. I'm sure we'll, we'll find our way there one day. Fingers crossed. One day. Oh my gosh, Ben, I just thought of something. Okay. Is it, wait, hold on. Do we use, do we use tow trucks? No, okay. there's no tow trucks at all involved. Okay. okay. But do you, oh my gosh, this would be maybe the it. ultimate place on earth. If we could put a GMA sticker <gasps> in the Cinderella suite, in the Cinderella oh suite. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I can't even, I can't even. Oh, uh, so uh, as of yet, I don't think anyone has received their GMA stickers in the mail yet but orders are out yes and so it should be happening you should be getting them soon and then we can start tracking or we can hopefully start seeing where people have put them i know i'm i'm so i'm so excited uh you guys you guys out there were like jumped on this so i was uh, we were like really excited to people to see that people were like into it yeah yeah it was like oh man oh man this this could really happen here we go we're gonna have to send out like stanley the duck stanley the duck the stanley duck the stanley duck the stanley duck as it as it were yeah which we're gonna uh have on our physical set right the official stanley stanley duck right it will be sitting right here next to me right here yeah you're looking at the spot right now there it is yeah speaking of that's the other other thing is that uh a couple big popcorn culture related holidays and events just around the corner so a week from today, if all goes according to plan, we will have our very first episode of the video format Popcorn Culture. Yeah. So even as we're actually as we're recording this one, we've got our camera rolling more. It's like a trial run and we have had hiccups. So it's a good thing we did it. Yes. Um, yes, we have. <laughs> but yeah, next week we decided it should be Ustan van Pavia Day, right? It'll be close. It'll, it'll be, be close, close to Ustan van yeah. Pavia Day. It'll be, it'll be two days before. Right. Right, and but as a, as an Istanbul Pavia Day miracle, right? Effectively, we will be we will be able to deliver the very first ever video format of the pop, which will be uploaded to the main Super Carlin Brothers channel. That is that is the that, that is, is the plan. plan. That that's is where at least, that's where at least it's starting. That's, that's where it's that's where it's starting. 
<laughs> this is this is like one of those things where it's like there's no two ways about it. We have a plan, but we are also like maybe it's good at times that you have like the flexibility of a small business, but it's like I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea how people will respond to it because we're like we're just sitting in chairs. Man, we're you know this is the pot man. Who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of it. You you, you never know about the element of surprise. <laughs> it's everywhere. I really like the idea that you and I should start really like making it uh, a, a focused effort to surprise each other. Oh, and maybe it'll be like a, a game of of true one-upsmanship. <sighs> My favorite kind of game. I know. I know. Oh, it's like it's like who can out element of surprise the other. Oh boy. Well, you know the bar is at uh, stickers. Right now. <laughs> Yes, it's a high bar. It is. It's a high bar indeed. Yeah. Um, it involved a certain amount of graphic design. True. You know? True. The coordination. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Next thing you know, one of us will have like one of those airplanes in the air uh, that has like the little streamer thing behind it. Right. That says like pop, pop. Pop, pop. Yeah. People will just be like, what's that? <laughs> we'll know. We'll know. Maybe a small handful of people will we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I mean, this is we talked about like like you know groups of animal names or whatever. But I, you know, it's so perfect that we have the kernels, the kernels, the kernels, yeah. out there, yeah, it's like a little, yeah, the little kernels out there, the little kernels out there. Mm-hmm. We have a good name. We have a good name. It fits the name of the of the audience. Yeah, audience. Yeah, that's right. The listeners. Yeah, or viewers soon. If you know the name of the audience, you oh. can you can summon their power. <laughs> <laughs> How fitting. How fitting. It's like the name of the wind. It is exactly like the name of the wind. Guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. We appreciate it just so very much. If you have any feedback on the episode, you can send that to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or you can find us over on Reddit where it's just popcorn culture. Um, or if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcornculture. We have three tiers. They're all the same. The exact same. But it helps us determine who each week's one true host actually is that's right who does the intro who gives you a corny joke a fun fact about coyotes or whatever can we all just give jay a big happy birthday round of applause for his fantastic Mm. coyote fun fact this week oh thank you so much i can i can feel it from around the world right now actually truly though when this goes live on friday it's like i feel like you're going to just be able to feel the the clapter the clapter from around the world (laughs) great word thanks 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 just made it up right here on the fly Uh, But guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.